morning, good morning, Rock Harbor Church. Good to see you this morning. Come into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. Come to lift him up this morning. We come to him in prayer as we always do. We're praying, we seek the Lord, and we humble ourselves this morning. And you know, humility, it, it you know, when it comes up, we need to realize that as as uh, as humans, we have a tendency to not want to be humble. But when we're in God's presence, we should humble ourselves and recognize the place that we're in. We're on holy ground. We've gathered here for the purpose of worshiping the Lord. We want him to come in here. The way that we do that is we humble ourselves. So humble yourself this morning as we worship. Father God, thank you for letting us be here. Thank you for the worship service. Thank you for the, the, the ministering that we're about to receive. Your word as it comes forward. Bless our pastor. Bless the word. Father God, bless this service. Father God, we give it to you. Father, we ask you to anoint it. Father, we offer ourselves as uh, sacrifices of praise to you. Thank you, God, for all that you do for our lives, even in the background, the things that we can't see, Lord. Thank you, God, for doing what you do for us every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Again, pour ourselves into this this morning. You won't leave blessed, unblessed if you do that. You'll be blessed. Let's sing, give him praise. Shout, adults, yes. <clears throat> hold it down, kids. You, let's go. You ready? Help me out big time this morning. Let's give a big praise to the Lord. Come on, are you ready? Praise, praise the Lord! Lord. Hallelujah! Yeah. Jesus' name. You may be seated now. It's great to be here this morning. It's a joy. Man, you're talking about some good reports. Amen. Is God God? Amen. Amen. His promise is true. Amen. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Come on, brothers. Make your way up here. We're going to receive this morning. But I want you to know God is in the still in, in and still in the miracle working business. Amen. He can take a life and turn it around. The life that was headed for hell and headed to heaven. Amen. That's quite a miracle. Amen. Have you experienced that? Hallelujah. You take the sick body, turn it around, make it well again. Amen. Yes, Praise hallelujah. the Lord. Take somebody bogged down in captivity in the chains of darkness and the bonds of hell. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord. We ought to come to church celebrating. Amen. Celebrate while we're here and be celebrating when we leave. Amen. 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 Isn't it good? Yes. Yes. Isn't it good? I'm going to ask, isn't it good, Brother Jack? Yes, it isn't is. good, Brother Jim? Amen. Isn't it good, Brother Jesse? Amen. Isn't it good, Brother Mel? Isn't it good, Congregation? Go ahead, brothers. Pray and receive the offering. God bless you as you give this morning. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Just praise and glorify you for everything. Lord, we just ask you to bless each one. That's here those that give and those that don't have to give today, Lord. We just ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord, praise your name, Jesus. God Almighty. Let it rain. Lord, let it rain in this place. God, Holy Spirit. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. 
saturate your life and saturate your heart and saturate your soul with his presence and his goodness if you do that with a true heart he's going to respond and that's exactly what he'll do oh lord praise your name jesus well we've had church i have i can leave right now i've been thoroughly blessed hallelujah Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody got your Bibles? Amen. Amen. Let's do it. You might not be able to stand. That's all right. Just get your Bible. Reach over to somebody else. You hear me say this all the time, but I mean it. Reach over to somebody else. They'll, they don't mind. If you can't get there, just point at it. I got one. You can point at mine. Let's do it. This is the word of God. This, this is the word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. And it is my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. God, you're so good. Better than we deserve. Kids, you're dismissed this morning. Children's church is underway. Excitement's in the air. Holy Lord. You know, there's some that argue this point, but I'm going to say I'm glad that I can feel God. Amen. And some will tell you, no, you can't feel God. It's just a, 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 a whatever. I feel God. Amen. That's true. We don't walk. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. Amen. But. Thank God we can feel it. When we've experienced how near God is and that we can absolutely feel Him, I don't care who tries to tell you you can't. Amen. We know we can. And uh, in that, I'm led this morning. And what I'm about to say, the Bible declares it over and over. Sometimes verbatim, sometimes in symbolism. 
sometimes maybe not in the exact terms or the exact words, but the evidence is right there. And what I'm talking about is the enormous power in thanking God. Amen. The enormity and the the magnitude of God's blessings upon us when we are thankful to Him is awesome. Amen. Matter of fact, biblically and scripturally, you will find, well, that song was good, evidence. You find evidence. Yes. All through God's Word of what thankfulness produces. And sometimes we need to just stop and leave everything else off. Don't ask for one thing, but just thank God. Yes. I'm here to thank you, Lord. Yeah. Nothing else. This is your time, God. Amen. Thank you for what you have done. Amen. Thank you for your blessings. Amen. Thank you for your word. Amen. Thank you for Jesus. Yes. Thank you for the cross. Yes. For the blood. For the sacrifice. Thank you for the resurrection. Yes. That I can receive and I can be free of sin and bond. Thank you, Lord. Sin don't own me anymore. Amen. I'm not bound by the grip of the devil, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the power of the blood. Thank you for the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for what I've received. Thank you that I had the ability, the God-given ability, to make a decision to receive what I've received. Amen. Thank you for everything, Lord. Don't let me get so caught up in my wants that I never thank you. Let me not get so engrossed in activity, worldly activity that you're left out, God, and, and there's never any thanks comes your way whatsoever because I'm telling you this morning, church, there's power in thanksgiving. There's plenty of reasons right here this morning to thank God beyond today and beyond next week and next month and just go ahead, let's just thank God all year long and we'd never Amen. get done with thanking Him enough. Because there's a multitude of souls in here that have been saved. Amen. That have been delivered. There's people sitting amongst us that have been healed. God kind of healing. Their bodies subject to near death. God comes through. And we thank Him. Amen. We thank Him. We throw that word around real lightly if we're not careful. See, thanksgiving to God is deep. It's not just momentary. It's a lifestyle. It's not just come to church and thank God for however long we're here and then the rest of the week we don't think about it. Thanksgiving to God is how we live. There's some wonderful examples, and I'm going to present one of them this morning. There's a lot of them, so there's no way in just a short amount of time that I could ever do justice to the multitude of what the product of thanksgiving and giving God thanks can do. We find one of them. It's kind of rather hidden a little bit. That's why you got to take the Word and you got to break it open and you got to dissect it and you got to look at it and you got to say, oh, wow, there it is. It's in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah. 
Remember Nehemiah? What did Nehemiah do? He re rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem, remember? Mm -hmm. Amen. I remember a long time back, it's been years, and some of you still here still remember this. How remember how we built the walls? Yeah. Yeah. We took made blocks, personal blocks, and wrote on them and, and we put them in the we built the wall. Remember the wall? In symbolism? Nehemiah was instrumental, actually called by God from a, a grieving heart because how the people of God had been treated and how the Jerusalem, the walls in the city had been virtually destroyed and the, and the people taken into exile, that means rooted up out of their homeland and taken far away to a strange and distant and far land that they knew not anything about. That's exile, folks. I've made this statement before, but I'll make it again. Don't you ever think that that cannot happen again. It's a terrible thing. But Nehemiah's one that he was instrumental in, in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and doing the work of God because he realized that holy things need to be sometimes rebuilt when the devil tries to destroy them. Huh? You better look around what I'm talking this morning. When the devil tries to destroy them, they need to be rebuilt and they need to be preserved because it's great and mighty and powerful in the kingdom of God when His people go about this kind of business no matter what it looks like. Ashes. Broken down walls. Look hopeless. But along comes a man of God called Nehemiah. And he sets out. And I'm going to kind of summarize most of this because I want to get it to a particular point. Well, I thought, well, he's going to preach on the walls of Jericho being rebuilt again. Well, no, not necessarily, but I've got to bring you up to where I want to get to this morning. When Nehemiah set out, the first thing that confronted him was opposition. The devil showed up in the form of human agents. You ever hear me say that around here? In the form of human agents? Don't forget that. Don't forget that. We need to be prayerful. We need to be giving God's name. A lot of times, that's pure protection, folks. Thanking God can be your protection. When you just let it go and let it slide and you don't think it's important to thank God for anything, don't you be real shaken up when something shows up on your doorstep that you sure didn't want to show up. <coughs> Thanksgiving has wonderful results. So here's Nehemiah. And he's, he's, he's built, started on his, his venture here is God-given direction to build the the walls around Jerusalem and he's faced right off the bat with kingly leaders in fact they were kings rulers the Bible records in the 6th chapter of Nehemiah and I'm going to kind of glide through this because I want to give you uh, precisely here what's taking place as he said about the enemy shows up. Six is where the main thrust is going to be. But I want to start with chapter four, just kind of go from there. Nehemiah chapter four. Ridicule showed up. 
ridicule. Look what that little bunch of nobodies are trying to do. They got this great feat that they think they're going to accomplish. This is ridicule. People like that can't do anything. That, that's, that's what they're trying. They're trying to dismantle it before it gets going. You understand what I'm saying? They're trying to lighten their abilities to make them think they can't do anything. Still going on today. The devil wants to make you think you can't do anything because you're not big enough, you're not good enough, you don't have what's required, so you might as well just quit before you get started. That was the first thing. First thing. A lot of people quit right there. Because they listen. What's this book say? Basically says we can do what God says we can do. Amen. If God gives us a mission, you better believe you can fulfill it and you can accomplish it. Yeah, you have the decision and you have the choice to quit in the middle. You have the choice just to quit before you ever get started. Here again, we've got to understand what's going on. This is multiple confrontations of the enemy in various forms. And he pretty well lays it out about everything that affects anybody that's trying to do anything for God of what's going to show up. And this was the first one. Then they threatened attacking him. Just physical attack. Does that scare anybody? We're just going to come down there and whoop the daylights out of y'all and stop this business. We're going to threaten you with this and threaten you with that. Look out, it's coming. Get ready. It already started. We're going to shut your mouth. We're going to shut you down. You can't be talking that stuff in the public square. Uh-huh. Don't think it isn't out there. It's already arrived. But are we going to shrink back and we're going to shy down and we're going to quit before because somebody's throwing threats at us? I'm going to tell you what. Everything on this earth will cease. Everything on this earth will perish, but the people of God will rise up and be victorious. That's what's going to happen, praise God. That's what's going to happen. But in the meantime, right here is an excellent example of what we might very well be facing. Okay. Actually, there's about seven of these. Ridicule, threat of attack. And then they tried to discourage everybody. Now, you're going along here. I know I'm moving fast. and you Go ahead and read it later. Discouragement. You ever been discouraged? What's discouragement do? Try to make you quit, doesn't it? What causes discouragement? Anything. Problems, issues. Come on. Get discouragement in the picture. Throw some discouragement out there, and you can cease, and you can stop, and you can prevent just about anything. A lot of discouraged people in this world today. A lot of discouraged people in the church today. God said, no. No reason to be discouraged. I've got a cause and I've got a purpose for you, church. Amen. I've got a purpose for every individual Christian that lives and is taking in air today. God has a purpose and there's no reason to be discouraged. See, what's going on? Every time Nehemiah is attacked here, every time that this ridicule or this discouragement is presented, he rises up above it. You know how he rises up above it? Because Amen. he's got to trust in God. Amen. God called me to this purpose. And by his name and for his glory, I'm going to get it done. Amen. Amen. And he didn't give in to anything. Next one. We see here. Was pure old extortion among the people. 
Yeah. Among the people. Bickering, arguing, fighting. <laughs> What's that cause? If you're not in accord and you're not united, you're getting ready to fall apart. Yeah. So here we go. All of this, this conflict. All of these things. So many things can be thrown into the mix when, when people begin to argue and fuss and gripe and bellyache and moan and, and, and complain. And we find that from the beginning stages of Israel. Complain, complain, complain. Forty years in the wilderness. An injection of it into the midst of a group of people does things for the enemy that we're all facing. That's why we should guard as precious the congregation that we're in. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what church you may be viewing. I don't know if you even go to church. I'm talking to this camera this morning. But let me tell you something. you got to stay close. You've got to stay close knit. You cannot let the enemy come in and sow discord and cause the things that I'm talking about this morning because he'll use it every time he gets an opportunity because he's been using it for eons of time to prevent and to stop the works of God and let it not happen among us. Amen. Let us be rather strengthened. We're going to get to the point here in a minute. This isn't even the point yet. We're just laying the groundwork. This is good. I'm loving this right here. All right. Then they said, well, just come on out here and meet us. We'll compromise. World will, will come on. World church will compromise. Come on, you know, we can get this thing over with. Just slide, just give a little bit. Boy, have we not given a little bit. Come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Compromise. Give and take. Give and take, take, take. Give a little, take, 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 take more, huh? You know what I'm talking about? Amen. Many people don't see any problem at all. Well, we've got to compromise with sin because it's so prevalent amongst us. So how can the sinner ever be saved if we don't compromise? We don't compromise. No, you don't compromise the Word of God. This is our fuel, isn't it? This is the Word of truth. This is the assuredness that we have as Christians of our salvation, of a good life on earth, is we do not compromise with the devil. It's happened before, and the results were disastrous. And they're going to be disastrous again. If people continue and allow and compromise, maybe going on in your own home, your own life, I don't know, but it's certainly an area that you need to search. Am I compromising with the enemy who's trying to destroy me by the things I'm doing and the things I'm allowing and even allowing my children to do? They're faced with it today, folks. They're faced with compromise every second of every day, every breath they breathe. They're faced with compromise, trying to get them to lean, trying to get them to bend, trying to get them to give over and give up. Yeah. We're people of God. Amen. And we cannot quit. We cannot allow. We cannot give up. Slander. You ever hear slander? Lied about? 
fabricate things out of thin air, throw it somebody's way, accuse them of something that's not even true, what's going on? Who uses that? Satan. Agents of hell. Slander. All these things in operation. Trying to prevent the accomplishment of the, the great project that God has placed before Nehemiah. It's not just for Nehemiah's benefit. Matter of fact, he was a very humble individual. He wasn't doing this to glorify himself. He could have easily said, oh man, I didn't know I was going to face all this kind of stuff. I'm going to go get my job back with the king. That wine tasting was a whole lot better than facing opposition from the enemy every time I turn around. Well, I got news for you this morning. No, it isn't. Amen. We're going to face opposition. But every time we face opposition and we rely on God and trust in Him and we keep going, I believe bells ring in heaven. Not glorifying us, but glorifying God. Slander. Lying, cheating, falsifying, false witness, blaming. You ever notice that there's blame going every which direction nowadays? It's their fault. No, it's their fault. It's your fault. No, it's not. It's never my fault. Amen. Slander. Then, lastly, treachery. Last one, treachery. Listen to this. Now, this is these evil kings that's trying to destroy Nehemiah's work and stop it and cease it all, all everything about it. They said, well, let's just go down in the house of God and we'll meet there. Let's talk about this down there. I don't care where the devil shows up. You don't go to meet him. No. And Nehemiah had the wisdom of God. He said, nah, not today, not tomorrow, not never. Last trick. Last trick pulled. Hmm. Well, where are we going from here? Light all this out. Well, ultimately, in 52 days, the walls around Jerusalem, which again was a massive undertaking, in 52 days, the whole thing was completed. Now, come to a point where they actually had to hold a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. I don't have enough hands here, but tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. This is always our weapon. Amen. Always our weapon. This is what you come at the enemy with. That along with fortitude, perseverance, endurance. Keep on firing at me, but I ain't giving up. Amen. Do whatever you want to do, but I'm not quitting. Amen. Folks, we're too far down the road to quit now. This ultimate project is about done this earthly project is about complete we ain't gonna throw in the towel stony we're not gonna quit we're not gonna stop brother keenan we got to keep riding that lawnmower around town and praying for folks with that hand out i can hear him every day coming around praying all over ready up and down the highways i see i see evidence in people's lives what god's doing we ain't giving up we can't give up we can't quit god is our source He's our strength. He's our energy. He's our power. He's our everything. Same with Nehemiah. Amen. He knew who called him to start this thing, and he knew who was going to help him complete it. But what are we going to do after that? What are we going to do after we complete it? 
After the wall was built, it's amazing. They began to furnish the temple, <coughs> reconstruct it, get it back in order. And then they wanted to hear the law read. Mm. We're going somewhere now. <laughs> Devil saying, I knew y'all should have stopped them. Now look what's happening. They got the church going on again. And they're furnishing the church up. And they're building things up. And now they want to hear the word. Oh, God, help them want to hear the word. People don't want to hear the word. They wanted to hear the word. They got the law out. They began to read it to them. And they began to receive it. All of it. To such a point that it convicted them. And you know what happened next? They began to repent. And confess. Not only their own sins, but the sins of their fathers before them. See, the word has a power to convict. Right? Yes, happened to me. I believe it happened to you. Amen. They read the law and, 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 they, and, and then they become obedient to the word. This, this, is, this is a wonderful process. They become obedient to the word. They started doing what the word of God said to do. They, they lined up with it. They didn't compromise. They wanted to hear it and when they heard it and they received it into their hearts, it convicted them and they repented and they confessed and they wanted to line up with the word and live it. What's happened? Then a great spiritual preparation began to take place. And they reminded, they began to remind God of the things he had done for Israel. How he led them out of Egypt. Relieved them from bondage of Pharaoh and, and slavery. And, and how under Moses that, that, that they parted the Red Sea. And that they went through on dry ground and, and on and on and on. And they were proclaiming the, the memories and, and, and the things that had passed on that God had done. You see, they began to glorify God for the deliverance that they had received. Amen. Are you glorifying God for the deliverance that you have received? Fifty years ago, last week, today, and tomorrow. Where are you? It's vital. This is the part that we do this. Not saying that we're dragging our past back up to haunt us again, but dragging our past up and saying, Ha ha, you're defeated by the work of the cross in the name of Jesus, by the power and the glory of God. Amen. I'm free and I'm loose. covenant why did it need renewed because it had been broke who broke it wasn't God it was them see this whole thing's more about about more than building walls uh -huh. Amen. the walls has done been built it's the thereafter where we're at now renew the have you renewed your covenant and I, you know it sounds like well don't start this stuff that you got to come back and get saved again let's just let's just don't go there renew your covenant here renew your covenant here 
your covenant with God, this covenant, the covenant of the cross and the shed blood of Jesus becoming the sacrifice that he allowed you to be part of because when he bled, you're 2,000 years or more after he bled, but man, I'm going to tell you what, if you're saved this morning, you got his blood all over you. Amen. Praise God. So glorify God for that. Renew your covenant. This was a different one, of course, because it's Old Testament period, but it's still the covenant of God that he had promised them that he didn't retract. They simply moved away from it. Now they're coming back to it. Renew the covenants. And everything began to thrive. Woo, things were going good. And over about chapter number 12, they said, we're going to have a big celebration. And they did. You talked about festivities. You talking about going to the extent. Because in all this process from the time the first ash was moved and the first stone put back in place and the gates began to be repaired and all these things and all the hostilities and the opposition that they faced from the enemy and then the walls were built and matter of fact in, in 810 that's where the famous scripture comes from the joy of the Lord is your strength don't be crying praise God let's just rejoice for what God has done yeah. is what Nehemiah told them but here in, in chapter number 12 I want to point out something to you I mean, they have got a celebration going on because of what has taken place under the auspice of God, the directive plan that God gave Nehemiah to do the work of God and basically rebuild Jerusalem that God's people could return to Jerusalem and live a thriving life under the glory of God in His presence and have the temple and everything else re-erected and built that they could enjoy a relationship with God. They even reestablished later the Sabbath. What's that mean? Now this is after. I'm, I'm, I'm a little ahead. I just want to say this. Because many think that's not important at all. This is my, this, some of this is my opinion and I'm going to state it as so this morning. This is my opinion. I know everybody's got one about this. I'm a stickler for the Sabbath. The Sabbath needs to have God things done on it. Why? Well, if he thought it was important enough to put that in one of the commandments, I think it should be important enough for me to honor it. And I know this is really shaky ground when you start talking about it and you won't get opposition, just go ahead and voice it a little bit. That's yours. That's not the message, but it's part of it. Chapter 12, verse 27, and we're going to move on. Chapter 12, verse 27. And at the dedication of the wall, this is dedication, of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites out of all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to keep the dedication with gladness. You ever dedicate anything? God's done for you. I couldn't count. I started, I thought, well, I'm going to count. No, you can't count. You can't count biblically all the times 
that he, things were dedicated. You know, there are those Jacob's one, uh, Abraham, different ones that literally when God performed something great and awesome, they stopped what they were doing. They didn't do one thing else till they got an altar built and they thanked God for what he had done. Amen. Now, folks, that's huge. Amen. You ever built an altar to the Lord? That's Old Testament stuff. We don't have to do that anymore. There's two right up here. They're already built. You know what altars are for? Before they're for anything else? Not to run and ask God for everything you can imagine. They're to thank God. Amen. Amen. To thank God. Altars are to thank God. The sacrifice was laying on the altar. We are to thank God. Then we can begin our petitions and our prayers and our supplications. But thanksgiving to God is powerful. Both with, here's the word, thanksgivings and with singing the singing was with cymbals and psalteries and harps they're going all out and the sons of the singers gathered themselves together both out of the plain country round about Jerusalem rural land sometimes us rural folks are kind of frowned on <laughs> tell you what there's a lot of power <coughs> in the rural churches amen not saying there isn't in the big ones too. There is. Nobody's left out here. And from the villages of Natophathai, also from the house of Gilgal and out of the fields of Geba and Asmabeth, for the singers had builded them villages round about <coughs> Jerusalem. Sound like everybody's getting happy about right now, doesn't it? Amen. Sound like there's a reason to rejoice, a reason to have joy. So what? What? you know what happens when people are full of joy and full of happiness and gladness of God? Songs get wrote. Amen. Praises get offered up. Amen. God gives people. It's amazing what God will give you when you get in the right place. Amen. Give you thoughts and inspirations and all kinds of things. And verse 30 says, And the priests and the Levites purified themselves and purified the people and the gates and the wall. There needs to be some purifying going on. Amen. Sometimes we forget that. Purifying ourselves. Now, we know that the blood of Jesus does that in a way that we can't. But we're given responsibility to purify ourselves and keep ourselves purified, to sanctify ourselves, and to be holy before God, right? What did he say? Be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. There's purification. Okay, here it is, verse 31. Then I brought up the princes of Judah upon the wall and appointed two great companies of them that gave thanks. This is massive. Two great, two huge, massive assembled choirs to do nothing but give thanks to God and to sing thanks to God continually. Now he goes on and tells, I'm, I'm going to kind of just lead you through this. He, he separates them. Half of them went over on one way and half of them went over on the other way and all the people were in between and this one was turned this way and that one over there was turned this way and they began to blow trumpets and sing to God. What in the world do you think that does? And in the middle of it and the thrust of all of it was thanksgiving to God. Thanksgiving. And the word goes on and says, and that could be heard for a long, long distance. Folks, the church needs to be heard. Amen. We are, in essence, a choir. Sometimes we get 
halved or quartered or broken up or even singled as we go our way in this world, but we need to keep on singing thanksgiving. Because all of us together thanking God brings an awesome amount of power into the membership or the congregation, if you will. You may be over yonder in dire need of trouble, and I believe that if I'm over here singing thanks to God, that has an effect on you where you're at. And if you're doing that work, and think about all of us. This this assembly, this massive choir, and all these that are assembled here and associated to do nothing but give thanks to God. Well, what are we going to do if they stop that? What what are we going to do if they say we can't do that anymore? What's going to happen if they stay locked the doors? We can't thank God anymore. It's illegal. If you do, you get fined. Worse, you get jailed. Thank you. Amen. Yes, I'm going to jail. Go to the New Testament book of Acts real quick. This, now, this is a, a, a the way yonder past where Nehemiah was at. This is New Testament ground. You remember when in, in the early, did I give you the chapter yet? Man, I'm getting so excited. I don't know if I give you the chapter yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Chapter 4. But preceding it tells Peter and John. Remember when Peter and John, they went to the temple to pray and, and there on the steps was this lame man? Lame man. And he's begging and he's reaching out his hand thinking he's going to get a coin and, and, and they look at him and the word says they fasten their eyes on him and they say, silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I to thee, rise up, take... Mm. Guess what happened? He rose up. Amen. Under the power of God, under the anointing of God, the man rose up. That's not that's not the message. I'm trying to get somewhere. The rulers got mad about that. And they began to try to trail down. How did this happen? Who gave you the authority to heal that poor lame man? Been down there 40 years and we're mad. Can you imagine? That's the way rulers get sometimes. They don't care nothing about God. They just want to incriminate the ones that are working for God. And miracle, even miracles taking place. They're so blind they can't even see it. So they're angered. Well, they grab Peter and John up and throw them in jail and they're persecuting them. And finally they say, what are we going to do? Because them people out there really love them. We might create a tumult if we do anything real serious. So they told them, they said, hey, go out there, but don't you ever preach the name of Jesus here again. You can't do that anymore. Okay, we give up. We won't do it anymore. And ain't what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Chapter 4. Verse 23 says, Being let go, this is Peter and John, they were went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that there is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tunes still being played. 
For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both, Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined for to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Remember the word threatened a while ago? Take account their threatenings, Lord. You see them already, but we're asking you again. Please look at their look what they're threatening, Lord. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. You know what else is going on here, I believe? They're praying, aren't they? Are they saying a prayer right here? They're saying a prayer right here. Who are they praying to? They're praying to God who has given them under the authority of heaven the ministry that they're about to preach the word of Jesus. Right? Amen. And they're being told, you can't do that anymore. If we catch you again, it's going to end bad for you. <coughs> and they're praying to God. I believe, and there's evidence, there's evidence again, there's evidence right here. It's not in print, but there's evidence. There's got to be a whole lot of thanksgiving going on because that's the model Jesus taught the very ones that we're talking about right here before they did anything else to thank God. Remember that? Thank God, thank God, thank How many times did Jesus stand and thank God for this and thank God for that before he ever done anything else? And in the midst of it, now here, this next verse, let me show you something. Prayer is powerful. Thanksgiving is powerful. These are the kind of things that can happen when we thank God and we go to him. Listen to this last verse. Verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. The place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. With boldness. Thanksgiving with boldness. The word of God with boldness. Be thankful for the word of God. The world may try to shut us down. The world may try to prevent our works for God. It may come to the point where your neighbor's reporting you for doing such and getting a massive reward in the process. But I know who's going to win in the end. Amen. Those that are thankful to God. Yes, hallelujah. And I know those, as we continue this work on earth, when we thank God, and folks, again, there are examples all through this word. Thank God. Thank you, God, for the doctor's report. Amen. Amen. Come on. Thank you, God, for that child that was astray that's now been found by you, Lord. Thank you, God, for my dear wife or dear husband, child, parents. These are minor things, but they deserve thanksgiving. Because when we thank God, there's power, there's results. There's supernatural occurrences and happenings. Thanking the Lord will bring the presence of God yes, into your situation. You know, if you really consider, there are several things that really work hand in hand together. Thanksgiving's one, praise is one, praise and worship, prayer. You put all them in the mix.
you're going to experience. That's another word some don't like. Don't talk about that experience stuff. You just take it literal and go on. I'm sorry, I've experienced too many times. Yeah. Too many experiences. Amen. Come on. Don't tell me God won't let you experience him. Because he will. Have you? I said, well, I don't know that I've really got a, a lot of things to be thanking God for because of this, because of that. And I know sometimes maybe it seems that way. But in reality, you really do. You really do. He never does anything for you ever again. This is enough. Amen. This is enough. Thank you for it every day. Multiple times every day. Thank you, God. Thank you for the precious Jesus. Thank you for the precious blood. The life that was given, Lord, that we could be free. Would you stand this morning? challenge you once in a while I'm going to challenge you with this let the Holy Spirit lead you and pick you out somebody or several somebodies I'll say somebody here in this congregational setting maybe not present there's others that aren't here of course and begin to thank God for them. Amen. And tell God why you're thanking Him. Oh, and you're not lifting that person up or glorifying them. Yeah, they don't even have to know about you. Don't go tell them that you're chosen them. Come on. Amen. Just thank God for them. Amen. And what I believe with all that's within me, you're going to see results. Yeah. See results. Thank God for this youth group we've got. Amen. Thank God for these young people. They're trying. They're going stuff out there. I was there, but it was a long time ago when I was in that mix. It was tough then, but I'm telling you what, from what I hear, it's more than tough now. So thank God for them. Thank him for his protection over me, his keeping. Your family. I could go on and on. I'm closing out. Wake up thanking God. Amen. Did do well your first breath. Let it be a thanks to God. Yeah. And then you can go from there. It's amazing. If you really get down this, watch so many things, you will find to thank God for it. Oh, and yes. take it. <laughs> oh, I started to pray that, but we'll be here for a while. It's all right. Just spend time with God thanking Him. Let's, let's dismiss here. Anybody in prayer this morning? Pastor, my dad just my dad called me this morning wanted me to wanted everyone to lift him up in prayer because they he was having issues and went back to the cardiologist and they think he's got some blood clots in his legs and he had a quadruple bypass about ten years ago and they said that's all. So they don't really know what they're gonna do. So Okay. Yes, he's senior. Okay. Remember him. Pray for my son Jay. Jay? Okay. All right. Brother stands amongst us. Great report. I'll let him do one. When he gets off to we'll tell you about that.
great report, great report. Wife got a good report Ooh. Friday from the doctor. God working. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for lifting the burdens. Amen. Thank you for helping me carry it when it ain't time for it to be lifted yet. Amen. See, we gotta thank God for everything. Amen. God bless you today. We're gonna dismiss in prayer. And I'm gonna ask the brother stand back there if he'll do that. And uh, have a great day. Hope to see you tonight. We're gonna spend some altar time this evening. Thanking God. Uh, so we're gonna turn this thing loose and let it go. Amen. Brother Stan. Gracious Heavenly Father, we we come to you this this afternoon, Lord, and we just give you the thanks for all you do for us, Lord. You're our healer. You're you're just everything to us, Father God. And I just ask that you bless this church, bless each and every one of us as we go out through the week, Lord. And we give you praise, Father. We we give you thanks. We love you. We praise your name, and we just thank you for all you do for us, Father. And we ask all this in your Son Jesus' name. Amen.